the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. KSLR is proud to feature our Church of the Week. Our desire is that you will get to know the pastors and churches in our community and find a church you and your family can call home. Here's the host of our Church of the Week program, Baron Wiley. Thank you, Will and Jay, and thank you for listening to AM630 KSLR. Yes, time once again to honor the shepherds that have answered the call to ministry, uh, giving their lives to the faith, and we think it's important for you to know their story. That's why we do this. Uh, hear what God is doing through their ministry as the Church of San Antonio. Tell you what, it's thriving right now and making a difference in lives all over this city. I'm Baron Wiley, and so happy to have here in the KSLR studios from Brazen Grace Fellowship. Meets every Sunday morning at 10 o'clock at Barbara Bush Middle School there in Stone Oak off of Evans Road. It's Pastor Zach Cherian. Pastor Zach, thanks so much for being here on KSLR. Thank you so much for having me, Baron. It's good to be here. Well, again, thanks for what you do. And, and, and Pastor Zach, we've got a lot to cover here in a short amount of time. So we want to learn about the church, uh, your call to the ministry, and how the Lord got you there. But first, I want to talk about the name of your church, Brazen <laughs> Grace. I don't think there's another church in, in, the, in America named Brazen Grace Fellowship. <laughs> How'd that happen? Well, uh, we before we started the church, we had a university ministry that we did at UDSA and UIW. And so we were praying about a name that would stand out, that represented what we believed. And the verse we stood on was Romans one sixteen. I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so the word brazen really means unashamed. And uh, and so we wanted that word to stand out. And when the church came about, we were praying about it. And we really felt like, you know, what, what we believe is this message of God's grace and unconditional love. And so why not put the fact that we're not ashamed of this grace. And so that's really where the name Brazen Grace came from, and it just stuck. And you want to break out into the song as soon as you hear it with a different melody there. Uh, <laughs> instead of Amazing Grace, yeah. you want to say Brazen Grace. <laughs> of course, there too. Hey, well, then tell me about what happened at UTSA and, and, and UIW there. What, what happened? We actually had some incredible uh, times there. We would set up, get permission, of course, and set up a stage at a very uh, busy area of the university, and then we just put a rock band up there, make a lot of noise. <laughs> people would come together, and then just when we had enough people, I would stand up and preach the gospel. We've seen, I mean, hundreds get saved in the last few years. Um, we've evolved that more into Bible studies now, mm. and so now they meet individually at homes with groups of people, but we would do this outreach, this loud, brazen outreach that was just amazing. I actually miss it a lot, but it was great, great ministry, and we, our church has a lot of those young people in right now. Uh, excellent. Well, well, that's very exciting there. All right. Well, then let's just start from the beginning here. And, and uh, did you come from a line of pastors or did, did you were you raised in the church? I did. Yeah, I am actually a son of a, of a preacher. I was born and raised in India uh, in a city called Hyderabad in South India. So my parents have lived there um, since I was born. They were they were in another part of India before that. And uh, I was born to a preacher. But I think like all preacher kids, I kind of had to go build my own testimony. And so that's what I did. And um, in 93, I had a really radical experience with Jesus, got saved, um, came to the Lord, had come to the end of my myself, my life. It was just mm. a very uh, crucial point in life. How and old were you then? I was 13. Mm. And um, Jesus came and, and completely transformed my life, and uh, I absolutely fell in love. And the only thing I knew— Was it a loud rock concert like you were No, actually, there? it was alone at home, desperate, not wanting to live anymore, mm. and, and really crying out, Lord, if you're real, this would be a good time to show up, because my daddy's Jesus— 
was great, but that was daddy's Jesus. I wanted a Jesus that I wanted to encounter for myself. Mm. And uh, there was a youth pastor that was pursuing me for six months, uh, almost nagging and wouldn't give up. Uh, but thank God for him because it was because of him not quitting on me that I finally said the words of Joe's Jesus is real. <laughs> I'd like to encounter him for myself right now. And Jesus did. And it just changed my life. Never been the same since. Fantastic. All right. So then your teenage years, what happened after that? Dan? So um, being a preacher's kid, my dad was very rarely at home. Mm. I never, never, I probably saw him 30, 40 days a year. Mm. So uh, raised by a mom, almost like a single mom. Um, but um, because I didn't know where else to go, the first place when I got saved, I went to was the church. And I practically lived in the church day and night. I, I served, I cleaned, I did everything I possibly could, everything inside the church. Um, and that's how ministry began. And it just automatically happened. It wasn't that I was looking for ministry. Ministry is just what I did. And one day the pastor said, you've already been doing this. Why don't you join the staff? And that's how, <laughs> that's how ministry began. But I started very early in 1996, actually. If I can be bold, do you have kids? I have three girls. Ah, I have three beautiful girls. Congratulations. Thank you. I have two girls. I can't imagine three. That's a handful for sure. <laughs> what, what are their ages? So Priyanka Elizabeth is 10. Adiel Faith is 8. Charisma, my baby, is going to be 6 in a, in a week. I'm going to ask you a tough question. Yes. So how do, how do you keep history from repeating itself? How do you stay engaged with your family and your kids? You know, I've made it a part of my life, even though I am uh, a, a lot an evangelist even today. I try to make sure that I'm involved in, in my children's life as much as possible. We were just talking about this. Uh, I have not missed a single parent-teacher meeting, a recital, a graduation. Yeah. With all the traveling and ministry that God has given us, We've God's been gracious enough to help us stay involved in our, in our kids' lives, and, and they really are our first priority. Well, congratulations again there, too. We're talking to Pastor Zach Cherian of Brazen Grace Fellowship. They meet in uh, Barbara Bush Middle School every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. Uh, right there in Stone Oak off of Evans Road. The website is brazengrace.org. So, hey, let's talk about what happens on Sunday morning at 10 o'clock. If I showed up, what happens? Brazen Grace, you will first feel loved and welcomed by some of the most wonderful people you've ever met <laughs> mm-hmm. at the door. And then they will escort you into what I believe is probably one of the most anointed services you will experience Uh and God has really been gracious to to us to bring us just some of the sweetest, kindest, loving people. And I think the one thing people leave with is not how great the preacher was, how good the place was. It was really that they felt loved. They felt accepted. And uh, we really want people to know uh, that we want to exude Jesus' unconditional love to people. It doesn't matter who they are, what background they are from. We have people from all denominations, all religions uh, that come to Brazen Grace. Uh, but we want them to encounter Jesus Christ and the true love that comes from him. And and that's really what you're going to experience at Brazen Grace, first and foremost, is the love of Jesus. Mm, that's great. That's great. And then let me ask you this then, too, as you talked about you have three little girls there, too. What happens to the kids? Do they get to worship with you, too? The kids, actually, you'll see them in the front. And uh, they, they kind of like they kind of like being in the front worshiping the Lord. And uh, <laughs> they're very expressive little girls. I don't know where they got that. But uh, <laughs> Uh, but they're they're amazing and and they they have a they have a wonderful mom, who who really raises them well and and does a lot more than I possibly can to them and I'm, I'm grateful for my precious wife. But not just your kids. For anyone that brings their kids, do they is there a kids? Uh... We, we have a we have a very special brazen kids ministry. Uh-huh. Um, very very detailed, very fun. Uh, families is a very important part of Brazen Grace. We really wanted to be a church that welcomes families. Uh, the p- families can feel at home. 
after the worship, the children have their own Sunday school that they go to, and they absolutely love it. They absolutely love mm-hmm. it. We've got some great teachers that are very experienced in children's ministry that do that, and uh, we're, we're really grateful for our children's ministry at Brazen Grace. And I have a feeling that uh, worship is a big part of the experience at, uh, at Brazen Grace. Worship really is a big part. I come from a worship background. It's what I... Oh, really? Do you I, play? Or? I do, I do. I was actually the worship leader for a big church in town for seven years before we started our international ministry. It's okay to say the name of that church. It's that a, I was at Cornerstone Church. Yeah. Yeah, very good. Yeah, and, uh, and so I uh, was there for seven years. had a, had a great experience. Sure. In two thousand and nine, um, we stepped out and started this international ministry, and it exploded. It was actually two thousand and thirteen, I believe, when God started to speak to us about starting a church, and we had no idea how, where, when, but we had a great team of people that were just hungry for the Lord, and so it, it just started from there. Why San Antonio? If from from India to San Antonio, how did that happen, and why do you stay here? So why? my my beautiful wife, if you've seen her, you know she's really beautiful and way out of my league. Uh, but that's that's, <laughs> that's why great. I preach grace, you know. Yes, amen. <laughs> um, she had come to San Antonio to her, to do her postdoctoral research, uh-huh. and I was ministering in India at that time. We were engaged, we weren't married yet, and uh, had a very successful ministry in India, working with the youth um, in a city called Pune. Uh, during that time, the Lord spoke to her. And said that Zach was going to come to San Antonio to minister. And she was very disappointed because our dream was to go back to India and minister. And so we both missionary kids. Mm. We both wanted to go back. She comes from uh, a Methodist missionary family serving the Lord for 40 years. I come from a um, kind of a mixed non-denominational family, I should say. Um, right. And so we, we, we really looked forward for, to serve in India. But God obviously had bigger plans and better plans. Now that I've been based in America for 15 years, I can see how much access and favor I have in India just because I'm here. Uh, but it was during that time that the Lord spoke to her. She called me and said, you know, honey, the Lord told me that we're supposed to serve the Lord here in America. And, you know, me being a man of God that hears the voice of God regularly, I said, I rebuke that in Jesus' name. <laughs> There's no way I wanted to move to America. Um, I, I, that was just not our plan. But she said, honey, just just hear the Lord for a, Just listen to him. If he says no, I'll be happy to move back to India. It was during that time that the Lord spoke to me about what uh, little season of fasting and prayer uh, the Lord spoke to me clearly about me being involved in a certain church and it was the church it was Cornerstone that I was mm-hmm. at and I remember seeing a vision did not you, to creep anybody did out. Did you hear of Cornerstone before you came here? I had not heard of the church okay, at okay. all. Um, I, had, I had heard of David Robinson. Yes you have. S- from, from Amen. San- <laughs> <laughs> That's the only thing I knew about San Antonio, Texas and maybe the Alamo. Yeah. Um, but San Antonio <laughs> is not the city that you hear you know when, you, when you're growing right. up in India it's not the city you know you hear of. But anyway we, we really felt God called us to the city. And, but Texas you heard of. Oh yes. Yeah, of course. Yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's a beautiful nation. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, we, we love it. And, and we moved here and just when we first came here, we didn't know what God had in, plan, had, had in mind. And I, you know, just because God gave me a word in India about working in a certain church, I couldn't walk in and say, the Lord had sent me open the doors, you know. I had to serve. And so I really started from scratch at Cornerstone even. Mm. Um, and But within a year, the Lord opened doors things changed and here's this little boy from India with no experience whatsoever suddenly the worship leader of a church and God was really gracious and the church was very kind to me during those days of uh, you know me trying to sort out why am I here and we absolutely fell in love with America fell in love with San Antonio and we suddenly started to see God's heart for this city for this nation mm-hmm. and so a big, a big part of what we do is really wanting to bless this nation I was a part of a church where my pastor was American in India and he served in India for many years, died in India. Mm. We're a product of great American preachers. We mm. really are. When you come from India, we don't mock the people you see on TV. We grew from them. We learned everything we possibly could. So we, I feel like we almost owe a, a debt to America, and we're, we're really 
from that place of honor, uh, privileged to serve from San Antonio. And what's neat that I know about you with your international ministry is that you've come to America, you've planted a church here, but you still have an international mission-based vision. Where you, How often do you get to go back to India? I go back to India about three times a year. Yeah. Um, what happens there? We do a lot of crusades. We connect with a lot of churches. We have what's called a Brazen Grace Conference, and it's a whole conference that we teach believers on identity and who they are in Christ empowering pastors and leaders to to go out there and really change India. India is changing dramatically right now even. I just got back a week ago mm. from from India, had a incredible incredible trip. Um saw I mean, I, I know it's kind of cliche when evangelists do this, but we really saw over 7,000 first time first timers give their life to the Lord. The power mm-hmm. of God show up in in miraculous ways in in just supernatural glory falling like we've never mm-hmm. experienced. Um and my desire was Lord won this in San Antonio. We really, I know it's God's will for this to happen here. You might know about this or, or not. You tell me here too, but I, when you say things are changing in India, I, I kind of heard reports that, boy, some persecution is picking up in, it is, and in it's, India. That's usually when it changes too. <laughs> yeah, well, that's true. As soon as some martyrs happen. It is. We, in fact, one of our meetings got attacked severely, and I couldn't post much about it because of our people that still work there. Mm. Um, but one of, one of our meetings was, was attacked pretty severely. Uh, one, one service was completely shut down. And one of our organizers that had me, uh, they took away hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of equipment. Um, even in a city that I was in, which is a very open, liberal city, there are certain parts that are uh, – it's hard to preach. And the government that is in India right now uh, is a very Hindu fundamental uh, people. People often aren't aware of the fact that you know they, they believe Hindus are peaceful people, and, and the majority of Hindus are. But there is a certain sect that are – you know if you try to convert them, boy, they, they get really mad. And so that's what's going on is – you can you can be nice. You can have schools. You can have all that, but don't convert our people. Wow! And then uh, it's not just India that you focus on too as an international ministry. Where else? Where else do you go? Uh, we we travel a lot to the mid, to, to the Middle East. We do India. We do uh, Malaysia, the Caribbean. Uh, we do a lot of Trinidad and Tobago, Guyana, um, and now God is starting to expand our ministry. Um, Somehow the Lord has been gracious, and our the, the messages we preach, our podcasts and yeah. and sermons actually have we've heard from over seventy two nations last year, and we're really praying for that to expand this year. And so really, it's it's, it's amazing time. How can someone find your podcast? Um, on iTunes, you just search ZCIM Zach Cherian or Brazen Grace, and it should come there. And we have a weekly podcast we put we put every week. It's completely um, free. You download it. Completely free. You can download it for free, listen to it. I went to that, and uh, you had some wonderful uh, feedback, some comments from people who really appreciate your oh, ministry please. there, too. So please. it's always neat to see. Is that part please of your God. Brazen Cares that I also saw on your website at brazengrace.org? Yeah, Baron, Brazen Cares is a vision the Lord gave my sweet honey, uh, Priscilla. When uh, We've always supported orphanages. We've always supported uh, medical missions all over the world because we come from a medical mission family. But about two years ago, the Lord spoke to Priscilla and said, now not just support them, but actually start something of our own. And so we've we've started a Brazen Cares ministry, not just around the world, where we, we have medical camps every week. We take care of HIV patients, leprosy patients. Yeah, there's still leprosy patients yeah. in India. And um, uh, all, all kinds of... I, I happened to go to one of the camps just three week, two weeks ago, and I was so deeply moved uh, by the the hundreds of people standing in line to get free medical just because 
Um, mostly our partners around the world help us take care of these people. It was unbelievably touching. Got to pray with them after we give them medicine. They pray and receive Jesus into their life. It was absolutely beautiful. But we also do brazen cares here in San Antonio. Oh. So we, we partner with uh, Ma Harper's Creole Kitchen. If you don't, don't know where that I is, don't. it's the greatest place on earth. So you like on, Creole? I love. <laughs> I'm from India, so I like anything spicy. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> so the Tex-Mex is nothing, right? That's not not spicy. It's enough. awesome, though. It's, oh, it's sure. flavor that matters, doesn't it? Yeah. So. <laughs> right. But uh, uh, Ma Harper's down on uh, New Braunfels. Okay. Uh, close to downtown. We partner with her, and we we feed the poor. Mm. Uh, very often, we have uh, some ministry we do with Cross Point, which is a halfway house. Um, and so we're, we're really involved in San Antonio. So it's really not about just being all out there. We really feel God's called us to also uh, care for the needy and the poor here. Right here in San Antonio, there's plenty of them. Well, I believe someone's listening right now that may not go to a Brazen Grace Fellowship there too, but wants to, to help you. How can, how can they help support Brazen Cares? You can go to zcim.org, zcim.org, and we have all the links there uh, that can help you support our Brazen Cares ministry all over the world and also in San Antonio. Oh, that's exciting. That's yeah. very, very cool. Uh, again, we're talking to Pastor Zach Cherry and a Brazen Grace Fellowship. Meet uh, every Sunday morning at Barbara Bush Middle School uh, there in Stone Oak uh, off of Evans Road. Again, the website is brazengrace.org. And uh, if I can kind of go back again and, and, and kind of maybe ask, when did you get this call? What, does, what, what do you see is the, the future for, for your ministry here in Brazen Grace? My call from the Lord has... I can say evolved. Mm-hmm. I never had pastoral calling in view when I first started. Uh, I loved evangelism. I still love evangelism. It's a big part of who I am. I love traveling the world and seeing people saved. I love empowering leaders. Uh, that's one of the big deals uh, that we love in our ministry is to really raise leaders and find people with destiny and pour into them, empower them, and release them to all God has for them. Uh, the pastoral thing was new. Mm-hmm. And so it was a few years ago that, I, you know, I would always say I will never be a pastor. And, Perfect. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and I also, I think because I had seen, I'd grown up as a preacher's kid, I'd seen the abuse, I've seen what pastors go through. Um, and so a part of me just never wanted to deal with that. So I would rather be the evangelist, come in and just shake everything up and leave the mess to the pastor mm-hmm. and go away. <laughs> yeah. Except now I am the pastor. And uh, it's been quite a quite an adventure, and just to see people come in. But I, it, this has actually been the most uh, meaningful part of my ministry so far, to really disciple people, to really pour into people's life, to be involved in their day-to-day lives, to, to be involved with their families, their children, to you know, go visit hospitals, meet people. So what's that like going into the hospitals? And what, what, tell, me, tell me a God experience that you might have had uh, visiting one of your, your... Yeah, see, one of the things that we are... Um, very much focused on, especially maybe because of my upbringing and also my evangelistic background, is we really believe in a, in a real God whose power is real and whose power is tangible, who actually heals people even today. Mm-hmm. And we really believe in God touching and ministering to people. So a, a big part of our ministry is is being the hands and feet of Jesus to mm-hmm. those that are needy, those that are in need. And so we, in Brazen Grace, actually, we, we hear testimonies every week and I, i'm i'm not even exaggerating when i say that of people that just get hear the word of god faith arises in their spirit and they get healed just recently one of our uh, young ladies in the church had a, had an incurable blood disease 
And uh, two, three weeks ago, right before uh, Easter, I happened to be preaching on the blood covenant. Mm. And, and I preached about the blood, that your blood is now no longer the blood you inherited from mom and dad. You know, the blood of Jesus flows through your veins. And she said, well, if Jesus' blood flows through my veins, then I can't have this incurable disease in my body. And she just started to believe that God can heal her. And uh, two days later, she goes and does a blood test and three previous tests that confirmed that she had the disease. And all of a sudden, uh, she didn't have it in her. And the doctor was very surprised. And she said, I'm not. <laughs> so really, God, we see God moving. And so a, a big part of us ministering to people in the hospitals and meeting people out there is just to love on people and also to tell them, you know, Jesus, he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And his grace, and really that's a big part of who we are as a church. You don't have to earn it. You don't have to deserve it. You don't have to get holy enough. He just loves to bless us. He just loves mm-hmm. to bless us. And in response, we love him back. You're on the radio right now, uh, but you also are, are connected to the television uh, ministry and evangelism there, too. What's, yeah. what's going on there? Uh, we, we put uh, different programs all over the world. We put our sermons around the world. We want, we want people to really hear this message that transformed my life, mm. this message that I believe is really the key to uh, unlocking God's favor and, and, and really living that abundant life in this life. You know, The Bible says that those who receive this abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness will rule in this life. And I think sometimes what we do is we put off all the good stuff onto the next life. And so we just say, well, this life is just going to be, you know, miserable and pathetic. And, uh, you know, we're just going to have to wait for the afterlife. And I, I don't believe that. I believe Jesus came to give us life and life more abundantly right now. John 10, 10. John 10, 10. Very and cool. so a big, a big part of our television ministry is really letting people experience that life that Jesus came to have for us right here and right now. And I think we can. We can live in the fullness of the finished work of Jesus Christ. Wow. You know what? I wouldn't mind hearing you preach right now since you're, <laughs> since you're on a roll already there, too. What, what are you talking about this Sunday? What am I talking about or this last Sunday? Sunday. What's, what's, are you at a series Actually, right we, now? Yeah, we've been doing a series called Heaven and Earth. Uh-huh. And um, we've, we've so distanced heaven from earth. When Jesus actually came to pray, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And so we're really teaching on how God took heaven. You know, Jesus said, you, will, you won't say the kingdom is here or the kingdom is there anymore, for the kingdom will be within you. And the, this amazing mystery of God taking all that is heaven and the mystery of heaven and placing it within us, that's just unbelievable. It's unbelievable to hear that God would do something. And really what makes heaven is not the streets of gold. What makes heaven heaven is not the pearly gates or right. all the other fun stuff. It's really Jesus. And, right. and, and that Christ is in us. Uh, he is the hope of glory. The glory is already within us, you know, and uh, and that's just an amazing thing to to realize. Because whenever we speak of humanity, we always talk of the depravity of humanity, and we talk of the mm. the sin, and we talk about how bad. What does it mean to be human? And really. Uh, you have to go back to God's original intent for man. And God's original intent was, I have made you in my likeness and in my image. And the thing that Satan has done from day one has been to make us question that very intent that God made us with. You know, even with Jesus, he does that in the wilderness. You know, if you are the son, if you are the son. And, and, and mm-hmm. we just did a devotional about that. And oftentimes, as Christians, we're living trying to prove that we are. The truth is, everything God says about us, we have to first believe and receive, and then we manifest it, rather than trying to do it to become something we already are, and then we end up living frustrated, which was what my life was in 2007. I was a worship leader serving the Lord, loved God with all my heart, but I found myself getting burnt out real often, Hmm. because I felt like I just wasn't good enough, and I'm trying to... 
you know, perform and Lord, I want to be holy. I want to be good for you. I want to be great for you. And I find myself not living up to the mark. And that's when this message of unconditional love and grace mm. uh, invaded my life. And I just found God, the Father, like he spoke to Jesus, who had not even started his ministry. He hadn't healed anybody yet. He hadn't done anything. He hadn't died for the sins of man yet. Jesus was just fresh and new. And yet God says, you are my son and I'm proud of you, in whom I'm well pleased. And I think that's what God says to us, no matter what we have done or don't do. He says, you are my child, and I'm proud of you. And if we can receive those words of affirmation from the Father, not because of what I have done or haven't done, but because of who we are, and we're made in His likeness and an image. In Christ, God has decided to see us just like Jesus. You know, Someone said it this way, Jesus is God's mind made up about us. And I think that's just beautiful to, to realize that we are what God says we are, and not fall prey to what culture tells us or society tells us. And I think that's what's going on now, right? This really big identity crisis that's going on in the world. And, and there's battles going on about who we are, what we are, you know, all that stuff. And the truth is we're not what culture tells us we are. We're not what people say we are. We're really what God says who we are. And if we can be grounded in the truth of who God says I am, you know, and in First Peter 2, 9, God declares an identity over us that we have turned out to make it an expectation. But really what it is, is God saying who we already are. He says, you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people. But rather than saying, okay, amen, I believe it, we say, okay, how can I become? How can I become holy? How can I become royal? Well, the fact is we already are. And when we accept what God says about us, then we will start manifesting works of holiness, righteousness. You know, we will start being what God's called us to be, but it will not begin until we first receive what God says we are. Okay. Can you say that again? <laughs> no, no. Uh, what people may not know is that yeah. uh, your, your lovely wife here, Priscilla, has been sitting here uh, the whole time here yeah. as your support there. Is he like this all the time? Does he just go <laughs> like all the time? That's fantastic. Uh, thank you, Pastor Zach Cherian uh, uh, of Brazen Grace Fellowship there. Tell us again where the church is and, uh, and what's happening and how can someone learn more? We're located at 1500 Evans Road at the Barbara Bush Middle School, who've been so kind to host us. Uh, it's a great location uh, right off of Stone Oak and in between Stone Oak and 281. Mm-hmm. It's probably the most beautiful part of San Antonio with hills and valleys coming down. Just a gorgeous location. Uh, we meet every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. Worship begins at 10 a.m. sharp. We end at 12. It's just an, it's just an anointed. We always say, come experience Jesus. Absolutely. Well, again, thank you, Zach, so much for doing what you, I'm proud of you. Thank I know you. the Lord's proud of you, but I, I think you. it's fantastic that you answered the call. And then serving like you do. Uh, so we invite you to, to uh, check out Brazen Grace Fellowship. Tell you what you can do. You can go to KSLR.com. Check out our Church of the Week page. You can find this very interview on demand on our podcast. Uh, and, and also learn more again about uh, Brazen Grace Fellowship. The website, one more time. is brazengrace.org. And please, you the listener here, make sure that you're worshiping with your family, getting plugged in, serving, being the hands of feet, like, being the hands and feet like Pastor Zach just said. Anything else, Pastor Zach? Now, really, may God bless everyone that's listening, and may they know that God loves them right now, right where they are. He's not trying to change them; He wants them to first receive His love and let that love conform them to the image of Jesus. Amen. I'm Baron Wiley here. Thank you so much for again, Pastor Zach, for being here and for you listening uh, to our Church of the Week program here on AM six thirty. KSLR. Thank you for joining us today as we featured the AM630 KSLR Church of the Week. We hope that during this past half hour, you got a chance to know the pastor and learn something about their church. We encourage you to get involved in your local community church. 
If you'd like to nominate your pastor to be featured on an upcoming Church of the Week program, submit your nominations at kslr.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.